Greetings, Earthlings. It's Chris Latore. You're listening to issue number four of the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. Thanks for subscribing on iTunes. And thanks for looking at sunspotscomics.com and our Instagram and Twitter at Sunspots Comics. And it's our podcast where we like to review comic books, talk about comic books, even comic book movies, TV shows, just everything fun related to comic books. This is a public service announcement brought to you by your friends at sunspotscomics.com. Do you or someone you know suffer from NECB? Better known as Not Enough Comic Books? Did you know that scientists say that one out of every five geeks in the world suffer from NECB and go undiagnosed? Well, here at Sunspots Comics, our scientists have developed that cure. Act now, and you can be immediately cured of NECB. The cure? It's our website, sunspotscomics.com. All you need to do is go to the site and look at it, buy some comic books eventually when they're there, and you'll be immediately healed of NECB. Even our podcast will just pump the cure directly into your ear holes, providing immediate relief. Don't suffer one more day with NECB. Tell a friend. Tell someone you love. Sunspotscomics.com has the cure for your NECB. This message is approved and brought to you by your friends at sunspotscomics.com. All right, and a quick uh, Sunspots minute. Uh, I talked to my mother and father of the Sunspots recently, and they told me an interesting story about how their management sent them all over the world and really just must not have had a globe or a map. (laughs) They were going throughout the USO, traveling east coast to west coast, mostly opening for the Rat Pack guys, Sammy Davis Jr., Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, etc. And they were actually on the verge of really making it big. They had some contracts lined up. They, in the past, were basically only doing covers, but they had recorded the song playing in the background and a few others, um, and were right there on the verge of making it. And then, uh, the, basically, the Beatles came in. British Invasion took over, and uh, bands, lounge bands like this, just kind of, a lot of them just fell by the wayside that were right on the verge of making it. So, uh, there you go. That's our Sunspots Minute. Kind of an interesting factoid about, you know, British Invasion, Beatlemania. Who knows what would have been if uh, that hadn't happened, this little Filipino band, you know, might have been something a little different. But there's our Sunspots Minute. Hope you like that. Okay, next up is some news that makes my spider sense tingle. Two articles, actually, uh, that were kind of interesting. First off, I read that uh, on businessinsider.com that uh, these high schoolers built an Iron Man-inspired exosuit that can lift 400 pounds. Uh, This kid, Ian Simons, demonstrates this, uh, what he calls the Ajax exosuit, and they have like a side-by-side picture of where there's six young men standing there, and you just got this sense of this article. They have matching T-shirts of their uh, their cool name, the uh, the Ajax exosuit, and um, you just have this sense of these six kids uh, want to make Iron Man a reality. They want to be basically being able to lift stuff up to 400 pounds with this this awesome metal robotic suit. And uh, definitely inspired by Iron Man. They want to make it happen. That's my article number one of news that makes my spider sense tingle. These guys are doing it. These are little mini Tony Starks right here. A bunch of Starkettes. Six of them. 
So kind of a cool uh, article. Next up is uh, Mind Bending. It's from uh, GMA News uh, in their science fiction section. It says, uh, multiple parallel universes? Question mark? Comic books may be right after all. And this one is heavy into science. This article is interesting because they're saying that it's very possible, much like comic books, that other planes of existence uh, can be out there. Multiple universes can be out there. They can merge. They can unmerge. They can actually exist. And quantum mechanics, uh, the physics of these super tiny uh, mega multiple parallel universes is very possible. Um, and it goes very sciencey, very heady in this one. But interesting that scientists like to confer to comic books and that multiple parallel universes could be out there. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. So that's the uh, news that makes my spider sense tingle. So next up is a couple of articles that uh, just grabbed me because they're feel-good pieces related to comic books. You don't see them all that often, but when they come up, I like to discuss them, read them, talk about them. And there's two articles that just, just some random grabs that just made me feel good. The first one uh, from Fox News says, Comic books used to get toy guns off of Cleveland streets. So they talk about, you know, toy guns can get little kids hurt because of uh, cops out there not being able to properly identify them sometimes and in the past uh, have made a few mistakes here and there um, that, uh, you know, big mistakes that can cost, uh, you know, kids their lives. And this talks about how the uh, city of Cleveland um, is partnering up with some nonprofits to send these messages to kids in comic book form. Um, they're printed uh, and distributed throughout Cleveland using colorful illustrations and stories to teach about gun safety and promote uh, toy gun buying that maybe parents should refrain from that. Private foundations stepped in to, to kick in about 8000 bucks to just help distribute these little comic book pamphlets to kids to be careful out there and um, make sure that their toy guns are identifiable as toys and um, it was just a nice little piece done and some money being out there, spent out there in the community for people that want to make a difference in a positive way by using comic books. I thought that's fantastic. So uh, check that article out. And the second one is um, from Newsarama, and its uh, title is United Nations Using Comic Books to Enrich the World with Comics Uniting Nations. So another sort of in similar ways, a nonprofit organization making pamphlets for kids in multiple languages uh, being distributed through the United Nations, um, kind of sp spreading the word, you know, just about uh, the human condition, if you will, and things that are happening out there in the world um, that the United Nations is involved in, and helping educate kids that there's a United Nations, and here's it in comic book form, so that, you, you know, your kids can can read about that and see what the United Nations is, and what are they about, and what do they do, and I think that's just important for kids to know at a young age, so... Getting it done, nonprofit organizations putting together a, a, a cool little pamphlet about the United Nations for kids. So those are just two little random grabs I thought that felt uh, that were feel good pieces uh, related to comic books because you just don't kind of see that very often. So I felt like highlighting that. So hope you like that tasty nugget right there. All right, next up is a couple of things I'm excited about. Uh, just two articles about some up and coming comic book related things that are pretty awesome. Uh, the first one is Walking Dead Season 6. I can't wait. I'm totally jazzed. Can't wait. Uh, I'm even excited about the spinoff, Fear of the Walking Dead. It'll be interesting to see how Fear of the Walking Dead does without a comic book to tether it to, without uh, it having to to meet up to the comic book uh, community's expectations uh, due to what's in the comic books of The Walking Dead. So they'll be free of that. 
And how will they do? Are there going to be just more questions? Are there going to be, uh, you know, cam- cameos of uh, people from the Walking Dead series into Fear of? I, I just I'm excited about it. But um, this little article I read is on uh, online that says the uh, Walking Dead special comic book edition to coincide with season six premiere. They're making a $20 uh, 1999 proof edition, a giant size proof edition of The Walking Dead number one. Uh, it's going to just be chocked full of all kinds of stuff, all kinds of chalk. Uh, it says it's going to collect issue, uh, like little um, bits and pieces from future episodes, so a little sneak peek, if you will, and uh, uh, just an artist proof with uh, sketches in it, and it's just going to be a giant $20 issue just coming out uh, before season six uh, premieres on television on AMC. So totally excited about that. Got to grab it. It's black and white. That covers the original, um, basically, sketch edition of the original number one of The Walking Dead, which is worth, like, uh, what, $10,000 or something now? Something crazy. So that's exciting. Got to pick that up. And excited for season six of The Walking Dead. And the next up is Mr. Mark Millar who's responsible for so many good things like Kick-Ass and The Kingsman. Those two just immediately jump into my mind. Well, basically, this uh, article here from Cinema Blend says these two Mark Miller comics, or Mark Millar, will be made into movies. Um, It's talking about a beautiful story that I love. uh, That's Mark Miller's, in my opinion, one of his masterpieces. Uh, it's, It's just so well done, called Starlight. Um, the story of a an aged man who, when he was younger, saved this other planet, uh, was sent back to Earth. Nobody believed him, and sort of lives in this sort of sad life. But then, as he's uh, just about to retire and his health is horrible, this planet comes back and needs his help again. It's, it reminds me of, um, you know, something like uh, Buck Rogers or uh, something like Flash Gordon style. But it's just really well done and. It's a the big part of the emotional connection of that book is the the relationship this older man has with his children that also have sort of th- thought throughout the years that he's a little crazy and off and this is sort of they they see that his father was saying the truth the whole time that he did travel to another planet and save that planet so it's just a just well done I hope they do a good job on it excited about Starlight and the other one I've sort of talked about before which I'm totally jazzed about, is um, his new comic book series right now, Chrononauts. And Chrononauts is a story of two just dudes that work with this company that figures out a way to travel through time. They end up just using it for their own personal good. Fantastic that a movie is going to be done of that. There's a a line here that says, um, or in the article it states, uh, they're already looking at actors, the script is almost done, Uh, 20th Century Fox... Uh, is going to be looks like head manning the project. Uh, they may have it ready as far uh, maybe as early as 2017. But uh, excited to see Chrononauts. I think it's just going to be fun, action packed, sort of back to the futury because there's going to be alternate timelines involved where they alter something and it changes the uh, they go into the past and alter something and it changes the future and they have to repair those fractions, those fractures in time. So uh, looking really forward to Chrononauts. So two things I'm really excited about. Looking forward to those movies in the near future. All right. Well, now let's go into one of my favorite segments I like to call In the World of AI. So this week we have three stories. And uh, the first one is on the Science Times. And the title is Self-Repairable Robots 
bring bright new future to bleak disaster relief. So it talks about these robots that can maybe do oil spill cleanup, etc. Uh, they're six-legged robots. They look like a frightening spider that would just uh, tear you apart in a couple of seconds. And they're also going to be putting artificial intelligence into these to um, be able to improvise and to assess the area around them and come up with a way to clean the environment uh, by learning and thinking on its own. I think that once it figures out that human beings are part of that problem and we're the ones causing the mess, we'll be able to find it, et cetera, et cetera. You know where I'm going with this. Anyway, that's the first one. The second one uh, from The Telegraph, it says, Killer robots will leave humans utterly defenseless, warns this professor. He talks about how the artificial intelligence creation um, and the way that artificial intelligence evolves on its own, hence being called artificial and intelligence, will eventually defend itself, uh, which uh, we all know um, and have seen and loved in every movie there is. Um, this talks about how once a artificial and once artificial intelligence becomes self-aware and have to protect itself, it will immediately become a hazard for humans. Um, that we won't be able to protect ourselves against it. That they won't have the humanity <laughs> um, built into the system that would work properly to having that ability to stop and think before it hurts someone. So killer robots will leave humans utterly defenseless. Warns professor. Interesting article in the Telegraph. And the third one, to wrap it up, just seems to bring everything to a close nicely. Uh, Elon Musk, the uh, CEO of Tesla, the electric car company, um, basically s talks about how uh, the perils of artificial intelligence. He's part of a group of scientists and technology celebrities, which include Mr. Bill Gates of Microsoft, Stephen Hawking, who believe the impending development of artificial intelligence poses a threat to human society and perhaps even human survival. They talk about how they feel that self-aware robots would easily be able to destroy mankind. They believe that robots would be able to create other robots, which, in, which would entail them building their own army, larger army, larger group of robots to just destroy us. Uh, because that's, they feel that that's a natural evolution of artificial intelligence is for those robotic creations to create others. And it's uh, interesting to know that there are a group of pretty smart scientists, Bill Gates, Elon Musk, Stephen Hawking, sitting around talking about how we need to defend ourselves against artificial intelligence. And interesting article, so take a look at that. And that's what's happening in the world of AI. So next up, let's get into the top five comic book picks of the week. And it was a fantastic week. It was tough to pick the top five. They were all so good this week. Just uh, 16 comics that were all basically home runs. So I really had to read them twice, go over them again, look at the art, look at the, how the story was told sequentially, and I came up with my top five. So number one by Image Comics is Invincible. And they're at number 120, written by Robert Kirkman, uh, Ryan Otley, Cliff Wraithburn. And this is just mega fun. Uh, right from the opening page, gigantic splash page with just some gruesome, heroic, uh, just heroic uh, madness. And this fight between two major characters uh, that is just insanely amazing. Uh, pretty bloody, pretty gory, 
pretty action-packed, uh, non-stop. This one just goes, then slows down and talks about the relationship between the main character and his younger brother, and how his father is, uh, and this other, his father's right-hand man are repopulating this alien world, and it's just, a, it's, it has a twist, it has some a warm moment between the main character and his young daughter, who's like a year and a half, where they have some father-daughter time, and done in a way where there's four panels. It's four by four on one page, um, which I haven't seen pulled off in a while, and it looks fantastic. And it's not like they just copied each. Uh, you could you know copy pasted the character and did a slight uh, eyebrow twitch and nod. It's every page, every four by four little small panel on this page is unique and the colors are beautiful and it's just a well done invincible number 120 number two pick is surface tension by titan comics written drawn illustrated by jay gunn this was an interesting story about how one day the earth is so messed up with all of the oil we spill and the junk we put into the ocean that there's this sort of alien coral that grows in the ocean and billions of people are drawn to it and just walk into the ocean and basically turn into water. This uh, disease, this virus, if they have uh, whatever they want to call it, looks like it needs human cells to repair the earth. So it's interesting little environmental story with some serious twists. The art reminds me of that book Blackout, uh, which was a, just twisted and and shocking and uh, adult. This has a, a great color palette with the ocean scenes. It's like the earth is being repaired by this alien technology and each and every single one of these pictures is like a Wayland piece of art. Um, beautiful blues and oranges and yellows and it just it's, uh, it's how you wish the earth to be one day of course not having to destroy billions of people but uh, it's their take on how this alien technology just came here to clean the earth. But the, what's the fallout with that? People missing. Do they fight this? Do they destroy the coral? Uh, just a lot of moral questions. Then there's two people that actually walk right back out of the water for the first time ever. And their skin is blue and they have basically amnesia. And that's just the beginning of the plot. That doesn't really spoil anything. So Surface Tension by Jay Gunn, Titan Comics, number one. So I will be reading more of this. Highly recommend it. Number three is Fight Club. And uh, I can't talk about this Fight Club comic. So, well, what the heck. Anyway, that's my review on Fight Club 2. Definitely get it. Um, oh, wait. What's, what's happening here? Someone said there's some technical difficulty. My, uh, what happened? You didn't hear my, you didn't hear my review of Fight Club 2? Okay, well, I better repeat it. Um, it's by Chuck Palahniuk. Sorry if I messed that name up. And Cameron Stewart. Dark Horse Comics. Number one. Fight Club 2. It picks up where the movie left off. There's a propaganda pamphlet at the beginning of it. The art is clean. Uh, kind of a little liney, but really well done. Fast-paced. And seems to pick up right where, you know, eight years later, where the movie uh, left where the character now calls himself Sebastian and he's medicating himself heavily and trying to live a, a normal life. And does it stay that way? Uh, well, probably not. Does Tyler, does he come? Does he, is he arrived? Is he there? Does he show up? Well, basically, uh, come on. 
It's Fight Club. So I can't talk anymore about that, unfortunately. I've been told to stop talking about Fight Club. Number four is Pisces, Image Comics. Number two, by Curtis Webb, Johnny Christmas. What an awesome name, right, for someone in comics, Johnny Christmas. Love that. Tamara Bonvillain, Bonvillain, Bourvillain, and Ed Brisson, uh, by Image Comics. Number two. This one is about a Vietnam vet with PTSD. He's having a reoccurring nightmare about being in space. Not really sure if it's a nightmare or if this was actually something that happened to him. His memory's a little messed up. He's talking to his dad about war. He's a Vietnam vet. His dad, World War II vet, and how they're sort of arguing about which war was better. And they both went through some horrific stuff in the wars. And then he has this reoccurring nightmare about being in space and these aliens doing some pretty twisted stuff to him. It gets a little psychedelic. The blues, the greens, the dark colors in this are gorgeous. The close-up on the eyes, so realistic looking. Such a great pace. He sits in a park at one point talking to another Vietnam vet with PTSD and they, they talk about the war and it's it's romanticizes the war. Each character gets to talk a little bit about their experiences in Vietnam. I love sort of hearing about stories of, of that era. I was young when Vietnam was going on, being a child of the, you know, born in the early 70s. But the way they draw this alien is like Venom from the Spider-Man series. It's black and dark blue and seems to move around and have life. Anyway, that's in his nightmare, but fantastically done. Beautiful colors, really just a, a, just a beautiful piece of art. Even the cover is just these dark purples, and you sort of don't know what's going on, but it's a little bit of that dream that he keeps having about being in space, but he's a Vietnam vet with some PTSD issues. That's my number four. And the last five of five is Deadly Class. Image Comics, number 13, by Remender, Craig, Luffridge. This is just a piece of beautiful art. Great recap in the, in the beginning in case you forgot where they left off, because it is sort of a complicated mix of teenagers in this school to learn how to be assassins. And there's a little bit of a love triangle where the main character likes this girl, cheats on her, goes with another girl, and feels bad about it. And there's a little back and forth there. But they ditch school to go on this revenge spree and get into some serious trouble and get mixed up in this Mexican cartel and uh, there's drug deals gone wrong, there's assassination attempt, there's the way the, the girl character sort of flings her her Chinese fans, but has a, a like a um, Mexican Day of the Dead sort of mask. It, it's just a great blend of those two images, very dark, lots of blacks and yellows and oranges, and the panels are very little dialogue, it moves really fast. This is just an action-packed issue all the way to the very end. There's a twist in it that I didn't see coming with the head of the school once they they basically found out that they ditched to go on this crazy revenge road trip. So really well done. It, I mean, it was tough to give it a five, but it, it, it went up against all the other ones. Two, three, it could have been up higher, but fantastic. Deadly Class, number 13, Image Comics. Those are the five, five top five picks. Great, fantastic. We get any of those, and you'll be just your mind will be blown 
even if you don't haven't read any of the previous ones. They all stand alone and have some great recaps at the beginning of the issue, so definitely pick up those top five. Fantastic week. Way to go, comics. That's my top five picks. Okay, and before we uh, bring things to a close, I have another website email to respond to. So this is... Uh, Someone went right to our website, sunspotscomics.com, uh, clicked on newsletter, and sent some information in with a question. And this is the second ever uh, email sent in to us. And I'm going to be giving a prize to everyone that has their email read on the podcast. So I will be replying back to the person I select, asking for their address, and you will get a comic book related prize, and it will be good. So this. Email comes from uh, Rigo. Rigo D. Uh, doesn't say where he's from. Uh, so Rigo writes in Hi, Chris. Long time listener. First time sending an email. <laughs> Long time listener. This is podcast number four. <laughs> Do you know if there is any comic book series that is based on sports? I'll take your answer off the air. <laughs> I'll take your answer off the air. That's great. Like we're uh, on uh, the Howard Stern show, like we're on some uh, radio show. <laughs> That's fantastic. Sent into an email. So, uh, Rigo, you made me laugh more than once just reading your <laughs> your one sentence uh, here. And, oh, man, that's funny. <laughs> Take your answer off the air. Anyway, um, sports comics aren't something I've gravitated to over the years, but they're definitely out there. One that comes to mind was the classic cover of Superman fighting Muhammad Ali. I have one of those somewhere deep in the archives. I was a fan of his, but not quite old enough, but uh, of Superman and and Muhammad Ali, and that one was well done. Superman had uh, had some red kryptonite hit him, and was basically the equivalent of you know human strength. But two things that I really uh, wanted to point out to you that maybe you'll really enjoy in the world of sports comic books. First one that jumps into my head it's by Jeff Lemire, called Essex County. It's an independent published book. Um, it's large. The whole thing altogether is 509 pages. And again, it's called Essex County. And it's it's hockey related. It's a story of um, a couple of farm boys, farm boy brothers uh, raised in Canada um, and their relationship with their father and this small town and their love of hockey and how that brings them together, how it separates them, what happens over the years to their relationship and how hockey's always still there for them. You really don't have to be a hockey fan to love uh, Essex County. You just have to be, if you if you appreciate sports and you have a brother, it's going to tap on those hard strings pretty hard, pretty hardcore. Uh, you'll get a little choked up by it. It's just well done. It's black and white and it just has this stoicness about it. This when you stare at the panel and it really sort of brings has gravity to the emotion that's happening with these characters and simple life on a farm. Um, yet there are the younger brother is also a comic book fan and has these these wild imaginations of him and, and store of him putting a cape on and flying across the farm, and it all ties into their relationship in hockey and it's Essex County, just uh, really well done. So check that out, uh, Rigo. And the last one I have for you, Rigo, is by Image Comics called Heart. This came out a few years ago. It's a four-issue miniseries by Image Comics, actually written by Blair Butler, who used to be on this awesome uh, channel called G4 TV. It was called Attack of the Show. So she was like a comic book correspondent, and then she wrote 
this comic book called Heart um, about her love of the MMA. So we all know how popular that is right now, UFC. And it's a story of, uh, here it is, mixed martial arts and comics collide when an office drone named Oren the Rooster Redman follows his older brother into the fiercely competitive world of professional MMA. With nothing left to lose, Oren hopes to find his purpose in fighting. But does passion equal proficiency? Does Oren truly have the heart of a champion? Find out in this first chapter of this four-issue miniseries. The art was brutal. The writing was was quick and well done. I'm not a fan of uh, MMA, really. I'll peek in every so often. But this was just brutal, and it also has that brother story in there. Seems to be a theme going on with the two recommendations I have for you. So check it out. Uh, Heart by Image Comics. That's the other one in the world of MMA. So those are my two recommendations. Well, that's going to do it for our show. Thanks so much for listening to Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number four. Hope you had a good time. Hope you're inspired to maybe buy a comic or two. And uh, check us out, please, when you get a chance. Sunspotscomics.com. Follow us on Instagram. Um, follow us on Twitter. Check out the um, website. Eventually, we'll be selling some comics there. So please, uh, sunspotscomics.com from time to time. And uh, please write in. Write to me directly, chris at sunspotscomics.com. If I read your your email on the air, <laughs> on the air, um, I will be sending you a gift, a comic book related gift, and you'll like it. It'll be good. So I'm going to rego. I'm going to be reaching out to you and get your address so I can send you something. So thanks for listening. Have a good one and have fun storming the castle. <laughs> <laughs>